Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Don't tell me! And welcome to Hit the Books, the No Mercy pay-per-view special. I am Ryan Knightsey. I get well. I guess it's really hit hit the mercy, hit the lack of mercy. We'll figure out the title. Uh, I am Ryan Knightsey. With me, as always, is uh, is is uh, shit stuff, Mikey Manfredi. Wow, that one hurt. <laughs> I, I I it hurt Mikey because I'm giving you no mercy. No. Mercy. <laughs> How are you doing, Mikey? I'm doing good. Uh, feeling a little worse now that I just called shit stuff, but you know, we're pulling through, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of the podcast, I will go on. <laughs> that's that's good. That You are a trooper. You can't deny your trooperness. <laughs> Is that a word? Um, yes. So we are here, like we said, to do our pay-per-view, No Mercy. Uh, we've been building up to it for the past couple weeks, and we're here to make some matches. Call some matches, Mikey. Cool. I'm super stoked. We have our whole card planned out, and I'm ready to go through it because this pay-per-view looks pretty cool. It's uh, ab- ab- absurdly stacked, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it Top down, there's a lot of stuff that I'm excited about. A lot of decisions. I, I think it's going to be... It's going to be one of those pivotal pay-per-views for us, Mikey. The pivotal pay-per-view? Yes. To add some more Ps, the PPPV, (laughs) uh, it's a pivotal pay-per-view. I think this is like when you look back on the year of of Hit the Books lore, uh, it's going to have – this is going to be a pivotal moment in a lot of wrestlers' storylines. Yeah. uh, It's going to be definitely a turning point or a growing point for a lot of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, let's get to it. Like the ca- the card, let's get to it. The card we have talked about today, Mikey, is of course already set in stone. So let's run through it. Want to yep. want to cycle these off? Yeah. All right. So for our pre-show, we got English and Elias versus Heavy Machinery. A match quick little one, feud on- we started building. Match number one: Andrade versus Ali for the Intercontinental Championship. Match number two, we have Natalia versus Alexa Bliss for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Match number three, AOP versus The Revival for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship. Uh, next up, we have a segment with Finn Balor entering the Lake of Reincarnation. I wonder what the, the hell is going to happen in that one. Don't know, man, but it's going to be fun, I bet. 
And then we got match number four, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Next up, we have a triple threat match between Ruby Riot, Shayna Baszler, and Charlotte Flair. And then finally in the main event, title versus career, Pete Dunn, Kofi Kingston. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay, Mikey. Well let's let's get into it. First things first. Is it is it hit the mercy? No books? No hitting the mercy. <laughs> <laughs> no. You you just you didn't even like prep me for anything of that. You were just like straight in saying no hitting the mercy. That's what that's what I say in Overwatch too when I'm mercy. No hitting, no hitting the, the mercy. mercy, please. I mean, I get. I guess. I mean, I can't tell if that's the best or the worst. So I think that's what we're going with. It's both. It's the best. It's so perfect. It's, it's the perfect the best of the worst. <laughs> no hitting the mercy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Listen. No mercy and hit the books. Just don't. Don't well. To, don't it, mesh it, well. It together. does not. It's not no verbiage. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'm. I'm afraid what we're gonna do with tables, ladders, and chairs next pay per view cycle. <laughs> it's gonna be like instead of TLC, it's gonna be HTB. That's pretty good. I was going to say t- uh, TLCB, tables, ladders, chairs, and books. That's also not bad. TLCB isn't bad. Well, HTB we'll talk- TLC. Yeah. We'll talk about that next pay-per-view cycle. Here, we're talking No Mercy, and we're talking the pre-show, which is the first match, English and Elias versus Heavy Machinery. Excitemeter score, not available. There was no like point where we had Excitemeter polling for this. But the booking score was a 2.6 out of 4. With Heavy Machinery's antics and winning streaks on the rise, English and Elias have finally had it. They want to be taken seriously. They are virtuosos, musical geniuses, not a comedy act no longer. And they showed this by hitting Heavy Machinery with their guitars. Of course, Heavy Machinery didn't see this coming, but they are not going to let this sign of disrespect deter them from being blue-collar strong. Will Heavy Machinery walk away with the victory, or will English and Elias sing their final chord? Whoa. Let's get to it, Mikey. All right, here's here's the here's the pitch. Yes. I think as, English as, and Elias as win the, this as the tag team boy, as a tag team pen boy, pen boy. <laughs> he a pen boy. <laughs> I, I, my ink my ink well is out. Pen boy, can you give me some more ink, pen boy? I hate it. Thanks. Um, <laughs> you said no hitting the mercy. <laughs> That's or fair. even. <laughs> That's fair. I deserve it. Um, so I think English and Elias win this match. Oh, okay. Why is that? Uh, because they said they want to be taken seriously. And I feel like if they're like, we want to be taken seriously and then immediately lose, it feels bad. Um, but I don't want to make heavy machinery look weak. So I think they win by... English distracting the referee while Elias hits one of them with the guitar, throws it out, and then that's the ending. I, I like that. English distracts ref. Elias hits whom with a guitar? Uh, Otis. Hits Otis with a guitar, and then I imagine, El- and then I imagine Elias pins Otis. Mm-hmm. Heavy machinery lose but in a cheaty fashion. 
Mm-hmm. To English and Whites. I like it. Honestly, I, I, I'm okay with that. I, I like that pitch. I like that result. Um, you could easily, we could easily have a rebound, rebound, uh, a, 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 a second match on SmackDown come back. Yeah. But I, I think it works. I think you're right in the sense that English and Whites need to be taken seriously. So have them uh, win. Have them win here. Take the, take home the victory. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember, Mikey. Is are we are we switching after this pay per view? Uh, I think it's after the we switch every two pay per views, right? Yes. So I think it's after the next one. Yes, it's it's we switched after SummerSlam, so you're, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're okay. Good. Um, I just completely forgot. Okay, cool. English Alliance and the books, the No yeah. Mercy books. I like it. I like the decision. I think the decision makes sense. Let's move on to the next matchup, which is Andrade with, of course, Zelina Vega versus Ali for the Intercontinental Championship. Excitometer score, a 2.85 out of 4. Booking score, a 2.69. Nice. After his surprise replacement and winning back of the Intercontinental Championship, Andrade is back on top. And after fighting off Rusev and his friend Ricochet, Ali has gotten the chance to prove his name on the blue brand. Can Ali win the white strap? Or will Andrade successfully successfully hold on to his title once more? It's time to book, Mikey. It's time to book. Yes. Ali, of course, has a pinfall victory over Andrade. But, you know, his first big pay-per-view blue brand matchup against someone that is heavier than 205 pounds. Oof. What are we going to do? Uh, man, this is tough. Mm-hmm. Someone that is now heavier than 205 pounds. I just got yes, that. That, that is... Can he defeat someone heavier than 205 pounds? Um, hmm. I guess he beat Rusev, so... I feel like we just had a really short reign with Ricochet due to randomizer reasons. You mean, you mean two days? <laughs> yeah. So I think having also a short reign with Andrade feels bad. Mm-hmm. So I think my pitch is Andrade wins here. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I also don't think Ali needs a title quite yet. Yeah. I mean, obviously we can't, like, say like how good of a match this match is if that makes sense yeah uh we're just booking the results and stuff but i like to think obviously you know intercontinental championship being the workhorse you know title and all that stuff uh being the first match on the night for the card main roster card stuff i imagine this match is going to be a killer I agree. um but ali just it's more of like um a prove yourself match without winning the title for ali yeah so, yeah, I don't think Ali quite needs a title yet either. Mm-hmm. I think Andrade's good with keeping it. Plus, I mean, we got a lot of faces. So Andrade could easily, you know, feud with uh, Mysterio, Ricochet. We don't even do this match again with Ricochet and Rusev in it. Mm. Um, proper, you know, the Miz when he... Nope, he's gone. I, I keep forgetting the Miz is injured. <laughs> Still hurt. I was thinking, I was like watching a bunch of Intercontinental Championship stuff because it's the 40-year anniversary of the title. Mm-hmm. And 
I was thinking about like, man, the entire time we've had Miz, I don't think he's ever gone after the Intercontinental Championship. Dang. Miz has been shooting for the stars, though. Yeah, he he, you know he went after the WWE title every once in a while, but I can't think of a single. He had Brian when we first had him back in the OG beginnings of hit the books. It was him against Daniel Bryan, Mm -hmm. and then after that, I don't even remember what he did after that. He wasn't in the title picture, the WWE title picture, the United States title. I don't think he was anywhere near either. I don't think we used him that much. Anything we haven't really used the Miz at all, really. Mm-hmm. Man, huh? The internet is probably mad at us in real life. <laughs> if this if this is real life, this booking was real life, they'll be like, "Why aren't you using the Miz? Where's the Miz? He's great." Miz, 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 Miz. <laughs> That's just his like daughter cheering. Miz, Miz. <laughs> perfect. It's okay, his dad. So on, yeah. Uh, Andrade wins. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Andrade gets the victory. No help from Zelina Vega. Yeah, it's a clean. I think it's a clean victory. Yes, but Ali, you know, I'm, he's going to get applause. Yeah, you know, he's not going to. He's not going to go away from this. Let's keep marching along, why don't we, Mikey? Yeah, let's do it. Next matchup here is Natalia versus Alexa Bliss. Of course, Nia Jax will be in Alexa Bliss's corner for the women's SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Excitometer score a 2.29. Booking score a 2.55 out of 4. Okay. Natalia has years of training in the Heart Dungeon. She has learned to take on any competitor, but the one thing that is hard to train for is being outnumbered. Now, this tactic went well for Alexa Bliss, who entered this match, but Natalia learned the genetic goddess's tactic and was able to hold off the triple threat with Nia Jax possibly entering the match. But can she do it? Can her training outnumber the odds themselves? Or will Alexa Bliss walk out with a SmackDown Live Women's Championship with the help of Nia Jax? All right, let's book it. Let's, gosh, GD booking it. Ryan, being the purveyor of the women's, the women's division, do you have any first thoughts about this match? Well, my first thought is Natalia winning it. Okay. Um, and Alexa Bliss. Basically, Natalia wins it with, a again, a failed distraction attempt by Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. You know, similarly to Alexa Bliss. Not similarly, but, you know, another failed distraction attempt. Maybe this time distraction attempt is Nia Jax goes to hit Natalia. Natalia gets out of the way. Nia Jax hits Alexa Bliss. This caused Natalia then hits Nia Jax. Natalia throws Bliss into the ring. And, uh, you know, Natalia wins it. Okay. I can get behind that, I think. I like that. I like um, this little this tension between Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax forming. Um, yes. I like Natalia coming out on top and still being a dominant women's champion. And I like a face victory. We haven't had one yet. Uh, let's get that face victory in here. Yeah, we definitely need some faces to win. For we... sure. Uh, yeah, I, I, let's say, what about this is the pitch? Um, Bliss and Jax set up like a splash. Like the referee gets knocked out, right? Yep. 
they set up a running splash for Nia Jax to take Natalia through the barricade. Okay. Natalia, last second, replaces herself, like swaps Bliss with herself. Okay. You know, grabs her, pulls her in. Nia Jax throws herself through the barricade and Alexa Bliss. You know, Natalia being the smart champion that she is, grabs then Alexa Bliss, throws her in, one, two, three, pinfall. I like it. I like it. That's I, I like the intensity of uh, Barricade Spear. Yes. And then the accidentally doing it to Alexa Bliss, surely to cause more tension than there already is between the two. Yeah, of course. Okay, perfect. Also, I like how this match doesn't end with a submission or anything. It ends with like uh, a, uh, a spear through the barricade. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like it... It, it, it almost like legitimize, legitimizes legitimizes that move of being speared through the barricade. It's like, oh, you can get pinned by yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's not always going to be a kick out. Yeah, it's not always going to be a kick out. It's not going to be terrifying. It's it's that it, that does do it. Yeah, that, that that'll that'll get the job done sometimes. Yes, it will. Let's move on to the next matchup, Mikey. Why not? What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Um, the next matchup, of course, is AOP versus The Pure. The Pure being the two members of The Pure, The Revival, Scott Dawson, Dash Wilder, mm-hmm. for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. Excitometer score a 3.25. Whoa. Booking, booking a 2.8. All right. After taking out every team in the tag team division, one team, sat back, reworked themselves, and have come back with a new focus and game plan. This team comes in even more with the mind of Daniel Bryan, a technical wizard in the ring. The Revival, now calling themselves the Pure, are looking to take down AOP and win the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. Can they do it, or will AOP keep their stranglehold on the division? Mikey, let's book it. Let's book it. So what are All we thinking here? I'm thinking the revival wins. Oh, okay. I think a revival ends AOP's long tag team title reign, and I think the pure get their first gold. Keep them looking strong. Keep them looking dominant. Make them a threat. Mm-hmm. And make them a threat in, on SmackDown Live. And I like that. I mean, honestly, that makes sense. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, make them look strong by defeating AOP. Uh, does this hurt AOP, Mikey? Um, I don't think so. I think they've had a long enough reign that it they're still strong. They're still dominant. They could still be the ta- like a threatening tag team. But I think the revival just came in on top tonight. I don't think it hurts them that much uh, because of of their whole revival i guess of the revival um the revivalness of the revival yeah the 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 reinventing of the revival in the pure mm-hmm. um i think it i think it's fine for them to lose here now aop won the titles back in june june 23rd at money in the at money in the bank mm-hmm. 
um, and have held it officially till September fifteenth. That's a, I think that's a long title reign. What was that June, July, August, July, August, September? Nearly three months. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad for t- our tag team division. It's pretty good. Yeah. So you think the revival? Um, I, I guess my question here, Mikey, is. Uh, are the Usos involved in any capacity? Oh, I have a plan for that later. Don't you worry. Okay, never mind. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, who pins whom in this matchup? I think Dash pins Razor. Wilder pins Razor. Does, does Brian get involved in this match? Um. Hmm. Or does he just leave it to the technicalness, wizardness of the revival? I think he puts his faith in them. I think he he's got to get prepared for his match, which is coming up pretty soon. I think he I think he leaves them to it. I think he he knows they can handle it. You know, he's more of the, the you know the Tully Blanchard, you know, in the corner. He's he's the Zelina Vega. He's the manager that's that is so great that his mind is able to help them yeah. focus more. And he believes in his he believes in who he's with. mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. Their training has gotten them more prepared for this matchup, mm-hmm. which just goes to show uh, how deadly the pure is as yeah. as a group. I like it. I like your thinking, Mikey. I like your thinking. New champs, new new big old champ boys. New big old champ boys. Perfect. Let's move on to the. Let's move on to next segment, Mikey. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, let's move on to the next segment. We got a lot to discuss in this one. Uh, this segment is the Finn Balor enters the Lake of Reincarnation. Excitement meter, n- nothing. There's no not available. But the booking score here, Mikey, is a three point one five. Nice. So people like this so far. With no demon to help him and earning loss after loss of many people on the roster, Finn Balor feels he has nowhere left to turn. He needs the demon back. So he has accepted the Woken Warriors' proposition to enter the Hardy compound and take a dip into the Lake of Reincarnation. What will happen to Finn Balor? Will the demon return? Mikey, let's find out together. Let's hold hands as we ourselves walk into the Lake of Reincarnation with Finn Balor and we'll come out as one big amalgamation um, like it, it's not like a, a, a Voltron sort of situation, but just like our flesh has merged into one. And beautiful... we come out as a blob of person. Yes. Uh, 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 it's disgusting and beautiful at the same time. Let's book it. Yeah. Okay. So both of us got pitches. Yeah. We definitely got ideas. Okay. Where, where do we want to start? Where should we start? Who wants to go first? Uh, you go first. Okay. I got I got two pitches. All right. And they're two opposites. The first one is, you know, blah, 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 blah. Stuff happens. Hardy boys are like, welcome, green beans. Here you go. Uh, you know, just being weird old boys. Here's George Washington, the giraffe. Um, a d- d- dilapidated boat. The l- uh, mower of lawns. Um. You're, everyone remembers Skarsgård. Um, you know, just the stuff like that. So then Finn Balor steps into the League of Reincarnation, and when he comes out, he comes out as nothing. Okay. 
It's just nothing comes out. It didn't work, basically, is what I'm saying. Interesting. And that's pitch number one. Pitch number two is the complete opposite of that. Okay. Where he comes out and he is the demon, but he's stuck as the demon. I like that. Yeah, I, those are my two, it's my two extremes. <laughs> okay, I have also two pitches. Okay, okay. Hey, better, better. Hey, better, better. Swing. First pitch is kind of along the lines with yours. He goes in and he comes out. And it looks like nothing happened. But then when he gets in the ring, it comes out. You know, it kind of like emerges the more it, it emerges, the more he wrestles like every match, you'll get like more and more violent. So it like is a delayed effect, you know? Oh, OK. Um, And then my second pitch is. He goes in the water starts to bubble and turn black. Maybe he can like hide like a, one of those like black bath bombs in his pocket. Like... <laughs> He's got a bath bomb on him. Have you ever seen those, those like the black bath bombs that you crush in the water and it makes the whole, it turns the whole bath black and it like bubbles up and stuff. It's really cool. Oh yeah. But it's, this is like, we could, it, this is not one camera, one shot. He could, you could good camera cuts, dude. I know. I know. But still, It'd be more fun that way because he could just like walk in and <laughs> I guess go underwater. It would be fun. And then fun. it just starts the whole wa- like the water just starts turning black and bubbling, and then he emerges from the black water as the demon. Yes. And then and then he's the demon. Yeah. And the demon has returned. Is he stuck as the demon in your pitch, or is it just like the demon's back? I, I, I mine was just the demon is back. Uh, I like that. I like him being stuck as the demon, though. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something about. Yeah, so, so the, the pitch obviously here is he either doesn't become the demon, so it, you're, so we're saying he either not the demon, mm-hmm. it's gone, you know, he has to win it back for McIntyre, presumably. Mm-hmm. He has like a delayed reaction, where it comes back slowly. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's just going to be more of a physical thing. It's not going to be like makeup, like mid-match he puts on a little makeup. Mm-hmm. That's... Maybe like every match he comes, he comes onto the match with a little more makeup than last week. <laughs> like he starts off like he starts off with nothing, and then he comes out with like a little like black face paint around the eyes. And then maybe he has like... You know, like like it like it looks like he's like moving into the demon more and more, and the face paint gets more and more intense as the weeks go on. Eh, maybe, but then that's the middle ground. And then the other, mm-hmm. the third option is demon's back, but the demon stays. He is able to reincarnate the demon, but he loses by... Finn Balor in the process. Correct. Interesting. He loses Finn Balor in the process, which is arguably, you could argue, worse. Worse, yeah. Um, this guy's a married man. <laughs> um, now his wife has to then, what, be with the demon? That's probably wild. 
So those yeah. are the th- those are the three options, I guess. Which which door are we opening and moving forward through? We talk about pivot points and character story arcs. This is obviously one of them for Finn Balor, his overarching year char- story arc that we've sort of been building. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I... option one, where he is not the demon, protects the Drew McIntyre story. Mm-hmm. You know, as someone, it protects him taking the demon and killing it. Like, you have to defeat McIntyre. Yeah. If you want it back, you gotta get it back from the men who killed it. So, so there's that. If we want to continue down that road, mm-hmm. him being stuck, where do we move forward? With, where will we move forward with that? Uh, he have to. I don't know. Finn Balor has to find himself again. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the demon is just running rampant, and he's just destroying everybody. And Finn Balor needs to find his way back. Yeah, because this could easily be a heel Finn Balor now. Yeah, he's just, like, destroying people. He's the fiend. Literally. Except becomes... except there is no not-themed part right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we can get a, bu- uh, a hit loads of ratings from uh, uh, Fox when October comes around, because we got a big <laughs> old demon on our show. <laughs> he becomes the boogeyman. He's coming to get you. The Finn Balor funhouse. Um, and then obviously, and so the storyline there is that he becomes like, you know, ravenous on the division. He essentially becomes the fiend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, except that one obviously has an on and off switch with Bray Wyatt, where this one's just like, he's just the demon. And like, we could do a whole storyline where someone's trying to like, get, get the demon, get Finn Balor back or something. Mm-hmm. Which presumably all you gotta do is get the Liam, which I mean that delays. I don't know. I don't. I don't know exactly where the end goal of that. You know, the first option, the end goal is quite clear. You gotta have the match against Drew McIntyre. The second one, where it's delayed, we have more of a storyline Balor moving forward. But you know, where are we doing with it? Still, where's the end goal? I don't know. The third option, the boldest option, which I like. But the end goal is quite unclear with me. I'm not exactly sure where it would go. It's more of a gamble, if anything. Mm-hmm. So, the, as 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 cool as it gets, as bold as it gets, it gets less clear moving forward. Which one attracts you the most, Mikey? I don't know. Uh, I like... Part of me likes nothing happening because of the way we could just do the drew mcintyre storyline again and have him win the demon back Mm -hmm. but also i like i don't like that because if people have been waiting for this segment or this moment i feel like they're just going to be really disappointed you know nothing happens yeah if he just goes in and comes out and it's like oh finn balor just went swimming you know (laughs) maybe like i don't yeah it's tough right like because we have the good storyline with one, but then we have the better pay-per-view moment with the other. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Finn Balor, what do we do with you? I mean, that's the other thing, is that, like, you know, with the first thing, he, he learns that he has to, you know, beat Drew McIntyre. When would that happen? You know, uh... WrestleMania, probably, right? 
Yeah, which means we have to extend the storyline out till April. Mm-hmm. We got to get through Survivor Series. Well, that's easy because, you know, whatever. Uh, TLC would be next, but we don't want to shot to TLC too quickly on that. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely a big four match at the least. Like, it's got to be. Yeah, so that would that would put it at the earliest Royal Rumble at the latest WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Can we it's can we push that more clear storyline till January or April? That, that's I think we question. could definitely push it to January because there's also the thing about how like you know I'll, to flip it on the reverse end where he's stuck as the demon. Now, if we want to, we got a f- immediate feud with Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. You know, we could uh, immediately go into that territory because Dream's like, perfect, the demon's here. Finally, yeah. Um, we can go into that. That distracts Balor as for a little bit. Then Survivor Series happens. That's whatever. Oh, the Survivor Series match could be the Fiend versus the demon. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit, Mike. <laughs> The money that that comes with that. Hmm. Oh my god. That's gotta be real life WrestleMania match, right? Like Fiend versus the Demon? Yeah. I don't know. I think it could be a real life Survivor Series match. I mean oh, Finn Balor's I, I just gone want that match on his honeymoon really and bad. everything. I think it honestly could be a Survivor Series match in real life. Oh, that match just oozing with like excitement so we could always do that we could always do velveteen dream balor at tlc or sorry velveteen dream demon at tlc survivor series is demon versus the fiend then after survivor series is what's after survivor series is that hell in a cell mm-hmm. Maybe? i think so I gotta, I gotta look up look up my calendar. Let's see. We got No Mercy. We got TLC. We got Survivor Series. I don't think we have anything until the Royal Rumble. Hmm. Weird. I'm gonna double check that for us. Obviously, see if we have actually have actual pay per view in between there. But right now, we just have Survivor Series, November seventeenth. Then the Royal Rumble, January twelfth. Interesting. And obviously, we also have a Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve episode of SmackDown in between there. But Christmas. <laughs> but then, of course, after Royal Rumble, we've got Elimination Chamber, mm-hmm. and then we got WrestleMania. Yep. So, I don't know. We might not have anything. So that's a long ways away. That's the case. Yeah. To keep keep it flowing, keep it going. Oh, but also, Mikey, we can't forget... Real life scenario. We might have a draft coming up. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Damn it. <laughs> the demon strikes again. Um <laughs> we might have a draft coming up. Interesting. Which could ruin any of these things. Yeah. Yeah, it, it could ruin any of these things in the in a, in a snap of a finger. God dang Thanos? Oh my god, I'm having a stroke, Mikey. The demon's striking again. A Thanos snap. He's giving me a stroke. 
Um, <laughs> Thanos snapped to our roster. Yeah, if rumors are to be believed, when October rolls around, SmackDown, Raw, and maybe NXT as well, we'll be having a draft. Interesting. So we could be losing some of these folks. That's no bueno. No bueno indeed. So... Does that do anything? So talking about all that stuff, Mike, does that change anything for you? Um, It kind of hurts the long-term storyline a bit because if we lose both of them then it, if, or one of them, then it's going to become an issue. Yeah. So do we maybe go with the safe, the safe bet? Which is what? Having the demon come back and having the big pay-per-view moment. Yeah, because that one isn't dependent on McIntyre. Yeah. But we could always still have McIntyre's involvement somewhere down the line. Exactly. I'm thinking maybe we do. All right. I'm thinking we maybe have the demon come back and stay back. Yeah. Let the demon emerge. And, And the demon emerges from a black bath bomb. The demon emerges from black water. And smoke, I presume. Of course. Now, and then, and then immediately attacks the Hardy Boys. Uh, Maybe. I mean, yeah, I don't see why. You don't see why he would? No, I don't see why he wouldn't. Like, I guess that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Maybe maybe it's one of those things where it's like the Hardy Boys are like, it's alive! You know, Matt Hardy's being like a whole Dr. Frankenstein sort of thing. Where he's mm-hmm. like, it's alive! Um, but then, like, the camera cuts and it's just like, Finn, are you okay? And then it's like, the demon then jumps at the camera and it cuts and that's all we see. I like that. So we presume that he attacks the Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. Which gives us an excuse to not use Matt or Jeff Hardy for a while. I like I like writing in excuses to not use characters. Like of course injuries take away all that sometimes, but like writing in reasons to like, oh, why this person's gone for a little bit. It's always mm-hmm. it's always makes it fun. Yeah. Well, uh that is Wow, okay, the demon's back. Uh and I'm gonna argue as a heel. Yeah. Definitely. Right? So I'm just gonna take off the Finn Balor and just write the demon. And you just run amok in the Yeah, oh, the demon versus Rey Mysterio, the demon versus Velveteen Dream, the demon versus Ricochet. I think the demon versus Ricochet. I mean Velveteen Dream is first. Oh, of course, naturally. Um, perfect, perfect. I like it. The demon's here. The demon's staying. When we come back, we'll talk about the rest of our card and decide who wins and who dies. The demon has returned. And we are back. 
for the match we have mikey three matches left on the card each one probably harder than the last let's start off roman reigns versus daniel bryan wow this is a big one excitometer score a 2.75 at a four booking score a 3.39 at a four damn damn daniel bryan in a match that will will lead, oh, fucking Christ. In a match that will live up to the pay per view's name, Daniel Bryan will get his chance to take down the big dog once and for all. Roman is everything Bryan hates, but Reigns won't go without a fight. Never have, never will. Will Bryan force Roman to tap out, or will Roman Reigns prove that he belongs in a wrestling ring? Let's book it, Mikey. I have a pitch. Please, hit me with that pitch. I think Daniel Bryan wins due to a revival interference. I agree with Daniel Bryan winning. But okay. does he have a revival interference? Could I hit you with an alternate pitch? All right. Daniel Bryan wins. But during the match, the revival come out to help Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Of a distraction, but the Usos cut off cut off the revival from distracting them. So it looks like Roman's going to get the victory, but Brian still ends up winning. Okay, here's a pitch on how on how they do that. Alternate pitch. Alternate pitch. It's it's like the same as that. It's the revival. Daniel Bryan like calls out the revival to come help, and Roman goes like like Roman sees this and he's like. He's like, I. He's like, aha! I knew you were gonna do this. I have my. Ba- I had a backup plan, mm-hmm. you know. Like they're like in the ring, kind of like having like a weird banter. Daniel Bryan's like, "What are you gonna do now, Roman? I got my boys with me, like stuff like that, you know." Uh-huh. Daniel Bryan's like, "Well, I I knew you might." Or Roman's like, "I knew you might do that." Uh, so I had a I had a backup plan, and then the Usos jump out of the crowd. <laughs> And jump through, like, while the Revival are walking down the ramp, the Usos yes. jump out from, like, the, you know, like, that, that part where you spear them through the barricade? Yes. Like, the Usos jump out from either side of there and get the, and jump the Revival. Mm-hmm. Nia Jax is still laying there, hours later. <laughs> Brian calls out to the Revival. The Usos jump the Revival before they can make it to the ring. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, they start They start brawling. I think maybe there's a point where one of the Usos gets, like, thrown into the ring steps or something, and that distracts Roman enough for Brian to get the upper hand. Yeah. I don't like, think it's a small package. Is it, is it a tap-out, or is it going to be a small package sort of type victory? I think it's going to be a flying knee. A flying knee? Like, Roman's distracted by, like, one of the Usos getting thrown into the ring steps or something, or, like... Somebody getting, like, slammed through a table. And then he's, he goes to, like, he almost goes to help, but then he's like, oh, wait, I have a match. And he turns around and then gets rammed with a flying knee. Mm-hmm. And it's, Brian gets the one, two, three. Wow. So I it's like, it's, yeah, it's, he gets, th- oh, I see what you're saying. He gets thrown to the ring straps, steps. Roman is like at like the uh, corner of the ring, 
looking. He's like, yeah, hey, he, what the hell? And he turns around. Yeah. And then Brian gets him, yeah. Yeah. Oh, perfect timing, too. And Daniel Bryan and the and the rest of the pure stand tall. Yeah. Daniel Bryan wins. But now the Usos are involved more. Now, yeah, now Roman's ready for the revival. And I think both of us, and maybe the listeners as well, know what's happening at TLC. Yeah, I think they might. My pitch, <laughs> our pitch, our pitch for TLC. I'm excited. Me too. It's going to be good. Let's move on to the next matchup, Mikey. Yeah, let's do it. Ruby Riot. Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair, Triple Threat, Excitometer, a 2.64, Booking Meter, a 3.22 out of 4. Interesting. Yes, this match has done wonders for uh, their individual drawing power scores, which we'll, of course, talk about uh, in the weeks to come. That the rocks. Riot and Baszler feud has continued, but not without the inclusion of a WWE for Horsewoman, Charlotte Flair. Now, Flair, of course, has issues with Shayna Baszler, who is a four horsewoman of MMA. But this yeah. is not MMA. This is the WWE, where the queen reigns supreme. As for Ruby Riot, well, Charlotte Flair doesn't associate herself with people like her, and both Baszler and Riot feel similarly about Charlotte Flair. Until, of course, that natural disdain turned into hatred. Where at the contract signing, it got even more chaotic when they took out security guards, other women's roster members, and even tried to take out each other before this match could even start. Who will win this massive triple threat? Ruby Riot, Shayna Baszler, or Charlotte Flair? Let's find out, Mikey. Let's book it. Let's book it. Oh, my God. This match. Yeah. Who boy. This is a wild one. This is a wild one, folks. Do we got any pitches here? Uh, I don't. I have no idea. You're you're the you're the purveyor of this match. Where did you think it was gonna go? What was your where was your head at? Well, my head was. I actually didn't really have an answer for who what my head was at. I, I didn't have like an actual person. I was like, this person should win. Um, I was never like, oh, it should be Shayna. I don't think it should be Charlotte. I agree. Uh, it feels weird for it to be Charlotte. She wasn't really in this feud, uh, so it's kind of weird that she just kind of shows up and beats them both. Yes, it doesn't. To me, that doesn't make any sense. To me, it's either Riot or Baszler. But I never really had an answer between which one it should be. Now, if Nat- I always thought Natalia was going to retain, but then it's also like, okay, well, now that I think about it, what moving? I have ideas for the Natalia moving forward, but that does not include anyone in this matchup. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe it should. I don't know, but uh, I guess I have to think about that. Um. But, uh, yeah, so this matchup, I got no clue. I I know it's not Charlotte Flair winning. In fact, she may be taking the pin. I'm not sure. Interesting. I'm not sure yet even about that. 
But Ruby Riot, Sheena Baszler, I mean, Natalia's a face, though, as well. So it sort of feels like it should be Shayna Baszler gets the victory. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not entirely happy about that, but it sort of feels like Shayna Baszler has to get the victory. I agree. Oof. I don't know. What? What do you? So you agree? You you think it should be Shayna Baszler? Yeah, I uh, I think Shayna Baszler is seems like one of the most viable threats. And if there and if it's gonna be a pin on Charlotte of all people, then I think Shayna should get it. As much as I hate giving Ruby a loss, she's not getting pinned though, so maybe that's a good thing. You know, she's being protected in the sense. Yeah, protected as she can be. What what's your pitch on Ruby winning though? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. Like that. Like it makes it makes the most sense for Shayna to win to keep her dominant, right? Like it needs to keep her looking dominant moving forward. Yeah, and nothing will make her look more dominant than getting a win over both Charlotte Flair and Ruby Riot. And of course, Ruby Riot and Charlotte Flair can spin off into their own feud. Of course. And Shayna Baszler can go after the title for TLC or something. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. I don't know. Maybe Shayna Baszler's the answer. I mean, I'm thinking maybe Shayna the Baszler. Shayna, Shayna, Shayna the Baszler is the answer. Shayna, Shayna the answer is the Baszler. Wait. Shayna, Shayna the Baszler. Shayna the Baszler. Maybe it's Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler taps out charlotte flair okay that's interesting or do you think it should be a pinfall hmm maybe she knocks charlotte flair out maybe like at some point ruby goes through like an announce table or something and is out and then Shayna gets the uh kira Fuda clutch in on charlotte and charlotte passes out uh-huh and then that's when that's how Shayna wins ruby went to that extreme place too much that Shayna Baszler is able to adapt. Yeah, she went to situations. Yeah, she went to go like elbow drop Shayna through the table or something or like do like a frog splash or whatever through the table. Shayna rolls out of the way. Ruby goes through the table. Mm -hmm. Ruby rides just she's gone to that wheelhouse too many times of being violent. She hasn't adapted unlike Shayna Baszler who has adapted. Maybe Mm -hmm. Shayna Baszler was right. It was a fluke. But now that Shayna Baszler has learned how to get out of that situation, how to protect herself, yeah, right, maybe needs to adapt and change to be able to take on Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it, Mikey. Shayna Baszler gets the win, and I think there's story potential for all of these competitors moving forward. I agree. And I'm I'm already got the wheels turning of what to do about them. Big okay. wheel keep on turning. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that one, Mikey. I'll be honest. Wasn't expecting. <laughs> Let's keep moving forward, Mikey. Into the main event, Pete Dunne versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship title versus career. Probably the hardest decision of the night. Excitement meter two point seven seven. Booking meter a three point one zero. At a four. Mm-hmm. 11 years, 11 long years holding on to every other title. But today is Kofi's chance. Today 
is Kofi's chance to finally win the WWE Championship. His team has always had his back, but this one is for himself to prove that it was all worth it. He can finally win the big one. He can win the title, or he will leave forever. Can Kofi finally win the WWE Championship, or will Pete Dunne hold on to the championship and put Kofi's career on the McIntyre mantelpiece? McIntyre mantle. I don't know if it's a McIntyre mantle because back McIntyre is not the one who was doing the the beating of Kofi. I guess. Fair enough, but I'm sure McIntyre would love to have that on his mantle. I'm sure. So thoughts: Pete Dunne, Kofi Kingston. What you thinking? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> so if I were to guess based on what you've said before, Mikey, you, it, it makes sense for Kofi to win here mm-hmm. because we don't, we got right into a corner, worked into a shoot brother. <laughs> However, you don't want Pete Dunn to lose. Yeah. I, I don't want Pete Dunn to be a transitional champion. I feel like that's just rough. Uh, and he just won it, like, at the last pay-per-view. Yeah. I don't know. Him having a one pay-per-view run feels bad. Um, but also, Kofi losing feels bad because then he has to retire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's uh, bad. And, you know, of course, it could be one of those, you know, fake retirees where now the new rest of the new day have to figure out a way to get Kofi back on TV and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Moving on, moving on. But, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a Kofi Kingston career ender if he loses. It doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Pete Dunn will get, will certainly get booed out of the arena. Oh, for sure. Pete don't have massive heat moving forward. Yep. And McIntyre, I guess. Hi. Mm-hmm. Do to we be do? Honest. I'm okay. leaning towards Kofi. Uh, I was say, do we do it and bring the summer of Kofi to a head? I- I'm leaning towards Kofi. You know, I think part of it is that I'm looking at Survivor Series and I'm like. But that Randy Orton-Kofi Kingston match, though. Fair. Oof. That's that match, though. But, uh... I also got TLC. I think, like, the problem is, is that, like... I feel like Kofi losing does more harm than good storyline-wise. Because I honestly don't know what to do. Yeah, because, like, New Day then has to figure out a way to win his job back. You know? Mm-hmm. That's not great. Yeah. Especially last week when uh, he got handcuffed to the ring and watched his friends get beaten to a pulp. Yeah. Really feels like he needs the comeback win here. I like Pete Dunne, though, and Pete Dunne is one of our biggest stars. Yeah. According to math. I mean, he could always come back, right? 
Pete Dunne? Yeah. I mean, he's now a former WWE champion. Mm-hmm. He is now firmly in that scene, you know. He's a one-time Intercontinental, one-time WWE champion. We now cool him off just a little bit, have him wrestle some other people, and move mm-hmm. into a different sort of situation for him. Yeah. And then, you know, if we get a draft coming around the corner, we can always get the Mustache Mountain to show up. That could be cool. And then, you know, now it's got... Now we got some trios teams. We got the New Day. We got the Pure. We got we got uh, British Strong Style. We got um, probably some other one else I'm forgetting. Uh, the Usos, the Bloodline or whatever. Uh, Usos and Roman. We got some trios teams. Mm-hmm. What are we, AEW? <laughs> we got some stables, baby. But then don't forget, we got a draft that can <laughs> ruin everything for us. Also fair. All right, so we doing it. Kofi Kingston coming out on top. Well, I'll, before before we commit to this, Mikey, I just want to make one last point of this draft thing. Mm-hmm. I imagine, obviously, we don't know what it's going to be like when that happens in October. Mm-hmm. But I imagine what it's going to be is that the champions will stay at their brands. Yeah, that makes sense. Which might so, make me think that yeah. Sasha Banks is going to win the Raw Women's Championship. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I imagine they're going to stay at their brands. So, not to game the system or anything, but this will come up before... Obviously, this event is happening... Before Survivor Series is happening before TLC. TLC is October 20th. I'm going to presume a draft is happening before then. I agree. I imagine the draft is happening like second week of October, maybe. Yeah. If it is happening at all. Who knows? Yeah, we got we to gotta see what the the weeks coming bring us. But this is all something to consider. We should have been saying this from the beginning, but whatever champions win here will most likely be on the roster, staying on the roster past October, past this potential draft. So that's Natalia, Andrade, Revival, Pete Dunne, or Kofi Kingston. And with Kofi Kingston, most likely comes the new day. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Whew. Does that change anything for you, or are we still sticking with Kofi? I think we're still sticking with Kofi. Okay, Kofi Kingston, the new WWE Championship. Congratulations to Kofi. He did it. Summer it, of Kofi. Let's not let's let's be clear here, folks. We're not upset that Kofi's winning. We're upset that Pete Dunne's losing in terms of the booking stuff. We're incredibly happy to have Kofi Kingston become WWE Champion. Yep. Uh, like in real life, who would be this would be a pop and a half from us. Of this course. is a tough decision. We like Pete Dunne. He's a he is according to math, Mikey. According mm-hmm. to my math, and which I'll explain in a later episode, he is our biggest star, Pete Dunne. Yeah, so, he definitely is. Sorry, I was taking a sip of water. So he is our he is a is confirmably our biggest star according to math. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, and this will maybe diminish him a little bit. I don't know. Probably. So, yeah. Kofi Kingston, though, gets the big old victory. A huge victory for Kofi Kingston. Happening at No Mercy, not WrestleMania. So maybe that's not great. But, you know, Kofi Kingston wins it. Mm-hmm. Wins the big one. We're confirming. We're in it. We're in it deep. We're in it deep, folks. Kofi Kingston, new WWE champion. And we got go, champs in the revival as well. Or is it gonna be the revival or the pure? Can the, the Daniel Bryan retain fight for those titles? I don't know. Probably. I'm gonna say the pure. Okay. Let's just say, let's just give it the free bird rule when we want to. Why not? Okay. Oh, what if we get un- what if we do the draft and we get undisputed era back? Oh, that'd be dope. What if we get the OGs? Huh. Oh my god. OGs and they have a demon pet. <laughs> Do you mean the OC? What did I say? OG. It's close enough. Yeah, that's fair. I knew uh, what you meant. Thank you everybody for listening to what is it called, Mikey? Shut up. No, what I what, what is the pay per view special called again? Uh no hitting the mercy. No hitting the mercy. The best pay-per-view name we've ever come up with in the history of Hit the Books. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you, not all puns work, folks. <laughs> not all puns work. You, you, maybe there's a batting average of, like, not good for puns. But uh, yeah. thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. Mikey, how are you feeling? We booked uh, an entire No Mercy card. I feel good. Uh, it was a great card. I think we had a great show. Uh, and I'm excited to move forward. Yeah, and moving forward means a potential on the horizons. What do we got? A potential WB draft that we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I presume it's a draft and a shakeup, but I have no idea. Yeah. Um, a TLC pay per view, Survivor Series also around the corner. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of stuff coming up down the pipeline. So if you want to stay subscribed to all of that, to be notified of when that stuff comes out, of course, subscribe to this feed, this podcast feed, this RSS feed you're listening to right now. Subscribe, why don't you? Uh, Subscribing lets the world know that you love this show, or at least you, because you're the only person that looks at your podcast feed, probably. Mm -hmm. You can also follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. There, you can vote in our excitometer and booking scores. we got a booking poll coming out this Monday about this pay-per-view. So if you like it or you don't like some things, let your voice be heard and vote in those booking polls at hit the books pod. You know, we also tweet out our thoughts and the wrestling stuff uh, about, you know, AEW, NXT, WWE main roster crap, um, uh, new Japan, uh, whatever we have, whatever our Mm -hmm. thoughts are, we'll tweet about it at hit the books pod. Uh, you can also, what else can we do? Mikey, uh, we do a lot of stuff. We have a YouTube channel where we do our paper, our pay-per-view reviews. Uh, Ryan has a show called System Check where he does a he talks about AEW stuff and predicts uh, pay-per-views for AEW. Which I'm gonna have most a sh- likely to interrupt, Mikey. There most likely be one I'll do before TV starts for AEW. Of course, um, I'm still thinking about it, but you know, obviously, there's you know not many matches to talk about to preview. Uh, mm-hmm. but to sort of ring out and round out the what the leaderboards look like as we head into uh, TV. Cool. Uh, in 2020, we have coming up, we have Mikey's Indy 500, where I'll be watching 500 indie matches 
and giving a review of uh, a few of them per week. Mm-hmm. Uh, start sending in your suggestions now at hit the book to you could send them to hit the books pod. You could send them to me at, at Mikey M one three three on Twitter. Uh, just use the hashtag HTB five hundred for that when you. Yes, suggest I, I tweeted you. I tweeted recently, Mikey, about a one suggestion. Yes, I saw that. Yes, what was it? It was Walter versus Timothy Fat- Thatcher versus Matt Riddle in a progress chapter fifty five. I want to say mm-hmm. for the Atlas Championship. Oh my God, what a match that was, Mikey! I watched that recently. Killer match. Yeah, it's, I'm excited to to watch that. Big hoss. Um, hmm. But yes, like we said, follow us on Twitter at Hit the Books Pod. Subscribe to your podcast feed. Leave a review. Please leave a review. We would love for you to leave your thoughts and feelings about our show. Uh, we only accept five stars or more. So if you can only leave five or six or seven, you, I would, we would truly appreciate it. Yes. Uh, so please do that. Uh, with all that being said, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books. We got a new episode coming out this Tuesday. So please stay subscribed. Ryan, we never hit the randomizer. Oh my God, Mikey, you're right. We never hit the randomizer. We almost got off scot free. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I completely forgot about it. Oh man, it's gonna bite me in the butt, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's a pay per view too, so we gotta hit it twice. We never hit the randomizer, no. <sighs> no, Mikey. Well, let's. We gotta hit it. We gotta hit the randomizer. Yep. I've hit it. It's gonna. I it's gonna. It. It, it's spiteful that randomizer. So I'm sure you're gonna get like career-ending injury as well. Yeah. All right, I got mine. Whenever you're ready. Yeah, go go with yours first. Mine's still loading. All right, I got a gimmick match. You have to make a match a gimmick match. Make a match a gimmick match. Who mm-hmm. boy? Which match makes sense? To make an, a gimmick match. That's a good question. I don't... Maybe the triple threat? I mean... Maybe the triple threat could be no DQ. Well, the triple threat is already no DQ. Yeah, it's nothing you know, additionally special. There's there's the Roman Reigns-Daniel Bryan match. Interesting. We can make it an I quit match, Mikey. <laughs> We no, do it. we can't have Roman say we can't have that happen already. If Roman says I quit in the first match of their feud, then what is what is this feud? Pete Dunne, Kofi Kingston already has a huge gimmick of title versus career, but we can make it even more gimmicky by giving him mm-hmm. something like that. Andrade Ali doesn't really feel like he needs anything. Yeah, nor Bliss Natalia, nor obviously the pre-show. Not really. I, I would, my vote would be either the triple threat, honestly, maybe also the main event. Mm-hmm. I, mm. I'm, I'm between those two. It's a tough one. Because if we make it a, a gimmick match of some sort in the main event, then McIntyre, Woods, and Big E can get involved. Mm-hmm. But that might diminish, you know, Kingston's victory. Yeah. So maybe it's the triple threat. Yeah, what could we add to the triple threat that'll make it gimmicky? A steel cage. Ooh, okay. That kind of ruins Riot going through the table, but... No, but she can jump off the top. I like that. She can jump off the top. She hits Charlotte Flair. Shayna Baszler dodges out of the way. Shayna Baszler does the move to Charlotte Flair. And then... 
Yeah, like she goes to jump out the Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair moves. Riot crashes and burns. No, no, no. Uh, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, Ruby Riot's jumping off the top of the cage onto Baszler and Flair. Baszler moves out of the like ducks out of the way. Charlotte Flair takes the hit, but Shayna Baszler because she's still good. Submission holds Charlotte Flair one two three or pinfall you know, submission. But, but if she hit Charlotte, but okay, think about this: if Ruby Riot hits Charlotte Flair, don't you think Ruby Riot would be the first one up? And then if she's doing a submission hold on Charlotte Flair, Ruby would be like, "Wait a minute," and stop it. So it should be a submission onto Ruby Riot then. No, I think if we want it to be a submission on Flair, then Riot has to miss and knock herself out. Oh my God! We're gonna have her take a that. We're gonna have her take a bump like that. Not Holy actually. No. Well. No, no. Yeah, I, I I, I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm, we're not doing the bump. No. Have her jump off the steel cage and land on no one. Yeah, like that. That's rough. That's a rough, rough bump. Also, I got mine, and I'm and the random. And I was right. The randomizer hates me. <laughs> Yikes. Yep, 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 yep. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, okay, so st- steel cage match though for Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair, Ruby Riot. Sure. Okay, Baszler still wins. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know. Whatever it is, Ruby Riot is taken out of the equation. Baszler still taps out. Flair doesn't tap her out. She just like knocks her out, and then I guess she can escape now that everyone's down. That's true. That's true. She could do that. She can just, like, walk out the door. Yeah. A little scummy of a victory, but she could certainly do that. And that make. I mean, that's very that's very Shayna Baszler, I think. No, I agree. She's smart. I like, I'm like. i good with that. I'm good with that completely. You know what I'm not good with? Yeah. What? What I got from the randomizer. Oh, no. Uh, and maybe Ruby Wright did take that nasty bump, because I got an insanely bad injury. Super cool. <laughs> Roll a D whatever to see what wrestler gets hurt. Then a the randomizer D, is mad we forgot about it. A D twenty plus five to see how many weeks they're out. Super cool. Love that. Super coolio. So let's let's go through here. Let me count this up. We got four in the pre show. Five, six, seven, eight. Am I gonna include Nia Jax? I don't think so. Okay. Eight. Uh, nine, ten. Eleven, twelve. Actually, I'm not going to include Balor, the Woken Warriors, or any, any capacity. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Mikey, do you want to get that D20 out? It's all the way on the other side of the room. <laughs> oh, my God. Fine. I'll ruin the I usually have it right next to me, but now it's all the way over there. <laughs> How dare you, sir? Well, I'm going to roll this D19. Mm-hmm. As your D nineteen or D twelve oh for everybody. Okay, gotcha. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. That sounds like a Kofi Kingston to me. It's not a Kofi Kingston. It's a fifteen. Nineteen is Kofi. Eighteen is Pete Dunn. Seventeen is Charlotte. Sixteen is Baszler. Fifteen is Riot. Yep, maybe she did take that nasty pump. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that bump was a bad idea. <laughs> oh my God. All right, let's just let's just make sure this dice rolls low. <laughs> let's see if we can. Let's see if we can get lucky. 
Roll a d20. Here we go. Rolling a d20, Mikey. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Ryan, what have you done? 18. You suck. Plus 5. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> God, 23 weeks. Super cool. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Mikey, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ryan, what have you done? <laughs> 23 weeks. Ruby Riot. Unbelievable. Okay, so let's do some math here. So that means one, two, three. The randomizer is upset we forgot about it. Okay, so I got an answer, Mikey. 23 okay. weeks from today. Okay. February 23rd. Yikes. Do you want to know? This has potential to be amazing, though. Do you okay. want to know what happens on February 23rd? What happens on February 23rd? Elimination Chamber. Ooh, interesting. So, this sucks. But... The return has a chance to be pretty awesome. The return happens to be... She will be healthy by Elimination Chamber. That's Talk good. about a surprise entrant. Yeah. Holy crap. Mikey, I'm sorry for forgetting Jeez. the random. I apologize to the randomizer first. I should do, randomizer. I am extremely sorry. It, we got punished for it for doing this to you. I, I should not have forgotten your existence, uh, and you have paid the price, uh, and you've made me pay the price. I apologize greatly, uh, furiously apologize for what I have done. Um, Mikey, mm-hmm. I apologize to you for injuring your favorite wrestler. Um, uh, Mikey, I apologize to I apologize to the listeners um, for Ruby Riot becoming one of our biggest rising stars in our show history, uh, and now she is frozen in injury time, uh, where she is now injured for twenty three weeks. Yikes. Oh. Big yikes. So, yeah. I'm upset Jeez. about that. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, with Shayna Baszler winning, you know, this could still be fine. We could still be good. We're still moving ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it still things could still work out. I think I already got some altercations we can make. And, of course, her coming back, her being healthy for Elimination Chamber, that could be exciting. Yes, it can. So, we already did the plugs, Mikey. So, I guess we just have to end it. Yeah. I'm so angry. So upset. Well, that's it for this episode. I've hit the books. 
Uh, all hail our randomizer overlords. Uh, we cannot forget about them again. For Mikey, I'm Ryan Nightsey. Uh, See you Tuesday. And we only got a... Why, why is this always happening to us? We got two words for you, please. Oh, fuck. Book it. Why does this always happen to us? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.